Friends, I'm happy to announce that Straight Talk has partnered with Blue Line Roasting Company to bring you delicious coffee to enjoy while you listen to this podcast. Blue Line Roasting Company also serves our first responders by giving a portion of all net proceeds to numerous organizations who support them. Order today at BlueLineRoasting.com. That's BlueLineRoasting.com. And don't forget, when you join the Straight Shooter VIP Club, you'll receive a free coffee sample and a mug, plus invitations to private podcast events. 26 officers lost their lives while on duty in 2022. Blue Lives Matter in America. You are listening to the Straight Talk Podcast. I am your host, America Sheriff David Clark. Thanks for tuning in. Folks, it is time, it is past time that we the people Declare our independence from the United States federal government. You know, I was listening today. Last week I talked about how the FBI, the corrupt FBI, was refusing to turn over documents subpoenaed by Congress, the oversight that we the people have over these federal bureaucracies. They were looking for documents relative to the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden crime family investigation, although it's not being investigated. Not by the FBI, anyway. And at the time, and I said this last week, there was a story that says the FBI won't give Congress whistleblower document alleging Biden bribery scheme. Just flat out refused to turn it over. Well, since then, Christopher Ray was called up to the Hill and was testifying just the other day about this document that Congress is seeking through subpoena, the power of subpoena. And Ray was directly asked, and this is what goes on in Washington, D.C., and, and these slick, slimy, greasy bureaucrats, they're used to this. They know how to play the game. They know how to answer a question where it sounds like they're answering a question, but they're not answering a question. So Christopher Ray was asked. He said, Director, you were given until 5 a.m. this morning to turn over a document that was requested under a subpoena to this committee. Has that been done? Here's was, here was Christopher Ray's response. Not verbatim, but here was the response. Uh, we sent over a lengthy letter detailing uh, the what's going on here. Fortunately, the person questioning him realized that was a non-answer. The answer was, or the question was, did you turn over the document that this committee requested under subpoena? And so he repeated the question. He said, I'm talking about the, 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 the person on the committee said, did that letter include the document we're looking for? See, you got to pin these people down. Because Ray thought he'd get away with that. Then it would have seemed like, well, oh, they, they complied. He said they sent over a letter. Congress wasn't looking for a letter. The House Oversight Committee was not looking for a letter. They were looking for this document, 
and it's got a number attached to it, and so they know what they're looking for. But like I said, you got to pin these people down because they're crooks. So he asked him again, did you turn over the document? And Ray was forced to then go into another way of trying to get around it. Well, you know, we, we have a, a, a duty to uh, protect, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. He didn't, he wouldn't answer the damn question. And when he was asked again, he finally had to say, well, you know, we, we haven't turned it over because blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he, but you see how hard it was to get this clown to just come out and say, no, we didn't turn it over. So, you know, you have this committee. They have the power of subpoena. I, right there, if I was on that committee, would have started the contempt of Congress proceedings. Right then and right there. And had the testimony, take the testimony, and then take a vote from the committee. Do we hold this clown in contempt? Should have started this morning. The problem is, that morning I should say, the problem is, the Republicans, this is, this is all theater. That's all this is. They're trying to sound tough. They're trying to appear tough. But they're all D.C. insiders. It's the uniparty in Washington, D.C. They're all in it together. Because if that would have been somebody from outside the D.C. establishment, the, the contempt proceedings would have started right then and there. And he would have been found in contempt and he would have been jailed. Because that's what happened to Steve Bannon when he wouldn't comply with a subpoena to appear before the committee on that, uh, I think it was the January 6th thing. And, and Bannon was citing, you know, the presidential aide, former presidential aide, Separation of powers. He was working for the executive branch. And so he, he at least Bannon followed the process, went to a court to try to get it squashed, the subpoena. You could do that. You can go get it squashed, and a judge can say, no, you don't have to comply. But you cannot do it on your own, like Christopher Wray and the FBI. And a judge concluded with Steve Bannon, no, you're going to have to appear and testify. And he said, I'm not doing it. And he was jailed and charged with contempt, contempt of Congress. But not Christopher Wray. If Hunter Biden eventually gets subpoenaed, he won't be appearing either. He won't be jailed. So, you know, it's just the, the, the most maddening thing out of all this is that nothing changes. No one will be held accountable. It's all theater. We're going to get into this Durham report in a couple of minutes here. As another example, they're going to have a theme here today. How there's no accountability for D.C. insiders, the super elites, I call them. There's a different standard of justice for them than there is for you and I. 
And that's why every time I hear Merrick Garland or, or, or somebody else, Alvin Bragg, make that statement, nobody's above the law, I want to slap them. There are a lot of people above the law. But you must be a part of the super elite in Washington, D.C. to get that different standard of justice applied to you. So what we have here is a runaway federal government. When I mentioned the Declaration of Independence, and we're going to have a history lesson here today for a couple minutes, I want to read this Declaration of Independence. I read it every year, usually around the 4th of July, but I read it as a reminder. It says here, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impelled them to the separation. Basically, the founders said, we're going to lay it out here. Here's why we're declaring our declaration from the crown. So just replace the crown with the United States federal government here. Back to the document, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Here we're going to get into some key parts here. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That would be us, ladies and gentlemen. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and their happiness. So it goes on here. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. See, what it says is, you know, people are usually just going to put up with this crap. That's what we're doing now, ladies and gentlemen. We're just tolerating this crap. And the Declaration says, people, this is kind of what they do to just put up with it. So back to the document, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patience, sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. And it goes on, but that's the heart of it. I think it is. That's the point we're at in this country, ladies and gentlemen. We have an overbearing, a capricious, and arbitrary federal government, just like the crown. And yet these brave men, these signers of the Declaration, had the courage Unlike I'm seeing today in, in, in 
the things going on in our, our country. They had the courage to stand up to the crown and say, that's it. That's it. You're done. We're going to do it different. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. And the declaration here says it's their duty to abolish and throw off that corrupt form of government. We're not doing that. Yeah, I know we're waiting around for the next election. Stop thinking this is about the next election. Nothing changes. Very little. Don't want to speak in absolute terms on that. Very little changes in Washington, D.C. Life goes on. Life is good for the people inside. The in-group. You and I are the out-group. So, you know, you sit up and you, you, you look at the FBI saying, we don't care what you think, Oversight Committee. Even though they have the, the authority of oversight, they just, the FBI just doesn't care. So let's get to the Durham report. I, for one, ladies and gentlemen, when I read this, I was not surprised. Not at all. I knew this was coming. How many of you, raise your hands, thought something substantial was going to result from the Durham investigation that went on for several years? And at a cost of millions of dollars. How much? Oh, you know what? Before I get into this Durham report, James Comer, who's on the House Oversight Committee, as a matter of fact, I think he's the chair now that the GOP took over. Remember I mentioned in December of 2022, he called for dismantling the disgraced FBI? In fact, he said, this is serious. And he says it's going to be the top priority for Republicans on the Oversight Committee. When's that coming, Representative or Congressman Comer? When is that coming? See, it's all theater, all saber-rattling. Now they have the authority to do what Comer called for, dismantling the disgraced FBI. I haven't heard him since he's become the chair of that committee. I haven't heard him say we're going to start hearings on dismantling the FBI or set up a commission or something, you know, like the church commission. I haven't heard it from Comer. So that's what I mean when I say this is just, it's all smoke and mirrors. So let's get into the Durham report. So like I said, after this long investigation by Jim Durham, who was appointed, I don't know, special investigator, he wasn't a special prosecutor because he didn't have the authority to uh, prosecute anybody here. 
The issue some report, I, I don't know, I think I heard it was like 418-page report or whatever. What a waste of paper. What a waste of ink. What a waste of time. There was nothing in the Durham report, the conclusion of his investigation, that we didn't already know when the damn thing started years ago, that Trump did not collude with the Russians to steal the 2016 election, that the Steele dossier was paid for by the Clinton campaign, that the FBI, at the highest levels, James Comey, McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, conspired. It was found in text messages. We have a super secret plan in case Trump wins. They were trying to subvert a U.S. election, for heaven's sakes. That's what insurrection looks like. Not January 6th. That was child's play on January 6th. And those people were held accountable. But not the top people in the FBI. Remember, James Comey came out and exonerated, you know, yeah, I guess he's exonerated Hillary Clinton in the Secret Service. She destroyed, I don't know, like about 30,000 emails from her Secret Server. Remember that? He came out, I don't know, nine days before the 2016 election and he cleared her. And he said, no, no rational prosecutor would indict her for this. Bullshit. Pardon me. That wasn't his job. FBI directors don't make those calls. The attorney general does. And what should have happened is a grand jury should have been convened. This all should have been done before a grand jury, not a House or Senate committee. Because if you're caught lying in a grand jury, you're not getting away. That's what should have happened. And that's why these people are never held accountable. And the fact that this wasn't done, this, you know, this Durham investigation, creation of Bill Barr, another D.C. insider, another member of the super elite in Washington, D.C., so I'm reading here from a story on the Durham report. It's from the Daily Signal. It says, based on the review of FBI Operation Crossfire Hurricane, that was the name of the thing about Trump colluding with the Russians, the FBI called it Crossfire Hurricane, and related intelligence activity, we conclude, this is what Durham's saying in his report, we conclude that the Justice Department and the FBI failed to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report, Durham said. No kidding. We weren't looking for fidelity to uphold their standards. We were looking for criminal prosecution because the evidence was there. Criminal indictments. So going back to this Daily Signal story here, it says the special counsel's report, however, does not recommend any wholesale changes in the guidelines and policies that the Justice Department and FBI now have in place to ensure proper conduct and accountability and how counterintelligence activities are carried out. That's a lie. They still don't do this. 
They still don't follow the rules. You heard me in my last podcast. Go back and listen if you haven't heard it. This agency is corrupt to the core and nothing will change inside. The culture is corrupt. So Durham, you know, I mean, everything that he has in his report was already known. How was it known? Well, there were other congressional committee hearings before the GOP lost the uh, in the midterms. But that was two years after Trump got elected. And they held hearings on this. And Strzok and McCabe and others had to testify. Lisa Page, they had to testify. Let me tell you how this works. They use this faulty document, the Steele dossier, as the premise to go into a FISA court and seek a wiretap authorization on the Trump campaign. And then even after Trump was elected, they had a wiretap for Rudy Giuliani on a presidential campaign, for heaven's sakes. They used this faulty document. I know this for a fact because I've done it as a law enforcement officer. I've gone in to try to obtain search warrants. You have to write out an affidavit basically telling the court or asking the court, here's our basis for wanting a search warrant, a wiretap search warrant. For a presidential campaign, we think Trump is colluding with the Russians on this election. The FBI acknowledges they knew that was a faulty document. They didn't vet it. It was it was paid for. They knew this by the Clinton campaign, paid for the dossier from Christopher Steele. They knew that when they went in to obtain a search warrant. They knew that that Christopher Steele was a disgraced informant for the UK, UK's MI6, their intelligence agency. They said, we're not using this guy anymore. He's not credible. He lies. The FBI knew that. They didn't care. They wanted that damn wiretap. And they knew there was no basis that Trump was colluding with the Russians on the election. They didn't care. They were going to alter this election come hell or high water. So here's what that means. Because like I said, I've done it. I've gone in to get a search warrant. You have to swear to an affidavit. You have to swear. They, 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 at the end, the judge that you're asking for says, you, you testify or do you solemnly swear that the information contained in this affidavit is true to the best of your ability? And you have to say, I do or yes. You are swearing under oath that the evidence you're giving the judge here is true and correct, and they knew it wasn't. They tricked the judge. The problem is they're in a FISA court, and all that stuff is secret. So they obtained this search warrant, wiretaps, listening to phone calls and monitoring computers, and that's some serious stuff off of a faulty document that they knew was faulty, and nobody was held accountable. None of them. That should have gone to a grand jury. 
and the Hillary Clinton thing that she paid for the dossier should have gone to a grand jury. Because it's very easy to get a grand jury indictment. It is very easy. But no. You know why I didn't go to a grand jury? Because they know it's easy to get an indictment. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to hang these people. They're part of our clique. They're part of the club. So we'll just make it seem like a big deal because, well, you're doing this uh, uh, in front of Congress. Oh, that must be some serious stuff. No. It's kabuki theater. It's smoke and mirrors. That's all it is. And it's why I knew nothing was going to come out of this Durham investigation. Nothing was a joke. And many of you fell for it, waiting with bated breath. Oh, I'm hearing that I'm reading reports now because they would, you know, every once in a while a story would come out. Oh, Durham's getting to the heart of it now. Something's going to be happening soon. No, it was all BS. It looked good. They string it out. It's like the Mueller investigation. String it out. People will lose interest after a while, and that's what a lot of people did. So, you know, it even says here, the report notes that investigative leads were based on Democrat-funded opposition research on Trump. To get a search warrant, you can't do that. At least you have to tell the judge, judge, we haven't vetted this. And this Steele guy, he's been discredited. And, and they didn't tell him that he was a former, uh, it was an informant for the CIA either. They didn't tell the judge. The judge should be screaming mad. But of course, this is a secret proceeding. He can't talk about this. And that's why they went that route, the FISA route, instead of a traditional court, a district court in, federal, in, in D.C. Because they didn't want this known to the public. They wanted it secret, that we're getting a wiretap. And they never thought this would... First of all, they thought she was going to win. So they they never thought this stuff would see the light of day. But fortunately, there is a God. And at least we know about it. Sure, nobody will be held accountable, but at least we know how corrupt our federal government is. Top to bottom. And the Congress has become useless. They're players in all of this. So then a story comes out a couple days ago, too. This is from the Washington Times. No remorse. Democrats stick to Trump-Russia collusion claims, collusion claims despite the Durham report. Democrats aren't buying a years-long independent investigation findings that the FBI lacked actual evidence to justify its probe into whether Donald Trump colluded with the Russians to win the 2016 presidential election. The hell there isn't actual evidence. Everybody knows it. The Steele dossier exists. What do you mean there's no actual evidence? That the FBI lacked actual evidence to justify its probe into the Donald Trump collusion thing. That's what they based it on. The Steele dossier. They, they Democrats on Capitol Hill said Tuesday that the report by Special Counsel John Durham is a huge nothing burger and flat out wrong in its conclusion that the FBI based its decision to surveil the Trump campaign on shoddy, uncorroborated intelligence. 
You know who else told us? And remember I started out saying, we already knew everything that Durham put in his report. The Inspector General, David Horowitz, found out all this stuff. That's his job. Inspector General, snoop around. Find out what's going on in the bowels of these agencies. He brought it to light, and he said it was shoddy work. They didn't really have the basis. That's why I said all Durham did was go back and either read about or had somebody put together everything that was already known. He put it in his report. Thanks, Durham. We already knew that. And who's going to be held accountable? Well, of course, nobody. Because nobody ever is. And why shouldn't the Democrats stick to their Russia, uh, Trump-Russia collusion claims, despite the Durham report? They know darn well that what was put in the report and what was known before that was true, but, you know, they, why shouldn't we stick to it? It's working. People have moved on. A big nothing burger. But then the January 6th thing, which to me was a big nothing burger, Oh, insurrection. Oh, democracy is under attack. Oh, you know, I just, I get sick of this, ladies and gentlemen. This stuff makes me want to vomit. And that's why I point to the Declaration of Independence. Because it's time to declare our independence from this corrupt, capricious, arbitrary, overbearing federal government. And I'm talking state by state when I say that. The states should look at Washington, D.C. and say, get out of here. You're not legit. As the founder said in the Declaration of Independence, we're going to come up with a new system here. They only really have to do. They don't have to start from scratch like the founders did. They had to come up with the Constitution that already exists, but we're going to get back to it. Now, what's the likelihood of that happening? Zero to none. Why? Because we, the people, have gone soft, and we're just kind of used to getting sand kicked in our faces. Well, this is what they do. Well, they both do it. Well, they all do it. Well, they can't do that. They can do anything they want. Until you and I and everybody else rises up like the founders do. There's the playbook. The Declaration of Independence, it's already been scripted for us. We just need to do a little tweaking to update it, maybe with a new list of grievances. And until we realize that we are going to have to rise up and declare our independence from the United States federal government, it's going to keep on happening. And if you think for one second that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and everybody else involved in that influence peddling will ever see the inside of a courthouse, will ever face indictment, will ever be held accountable, will go to prison upon conviction, then the problem isn't them. It's you.
When you talk about race, crime, and politics, some folks lose sleep over this, but not me, because I sleep just fine on my Giza Dream Sheets and Pillow from my pillow, especially this new 2.0. If you haven't gotten yours yet, you are missing out. Just go to mypillow.com and use promo code CLARK, that's C L A R K E, and save up to 66% off. The direct link is also available on my website, americasheriff.com. Get a great night's sleep so we can continue the fight. Friends, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Straight Talk with yours truly, America Sheriff David Clark. And a special thank you also goes out to our sponsors. My goal, as always, is to break down these complex and many times controversial issues and bring it to you straight with a little dose of common sense, no media bias, no talking points, just truth. And this podcast would not be possible without your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite place to listen. And please share this message of common sense sense on social media. For more content, be sure to follow me on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And just a reminder, we'd love for you to join our Straight Shooters VIP Podcast Club for only $5 per month. And with that membership, you'll receive invitations to attend private podcast events throughout the year as a VIP guest when we come to your town. Plus, if you join today, you'll also receive a free coffee mug and a sample of our private label coffee as long as supplies last. Subscribe and join at americasheriff.com. This podcast is brought to you by americasheriff.com with executive producer Judy Wilkinson of JL Wilkinson Consulting and producer Josh Wentz in partnership with our friends at Bulldog Media. If you are interested in partnering with Straight Talk Podcasts or having me speak in your area, please contact Judy at jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com, 706-518-2116. That's jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com, phone number 706-518-2116. 